0: Welcome back to Dr. Bruce for the second half of a talk by Dr. Kaushik about how the energy moves through our internal universe. He addresses the original audience question about how to handle sexual energy, explaining how concentrating the energy in the sex center skews how you see others manifesting sexual attraction and often turning people into objects of sexual gratification, usage, and violence. Alternatively, Dr. Kaushik advises that true love in the heart arising from contact with the energy permits total relationship beyond image, human being to human being. Next, Dr. Kaushik asks, Once the energy has touched your center, how do you keep in contact with it? Which thought process disappears the energy? His answer When we relate to the universe through thought, we become isolated in aloneness. When thought comes to an end, and we face the full void of loneliness, it is only there, free of the mind, that love has the space to grow to the point you become the energy. In this state, all centers are one, and you have become a total human being.
1: So when you concentrate, or let this energy in the sex center concentrate, and how does it concentrate? It never concentrates by itself, unless you focus it there. The energy in any of your centers will not concentrate, unless you focus it there. And don't call it karma, or act of God, or Uh, Lucifer or Satan doing something. It is the me which consciously or unconsciously focuses this energy at a particular center for pleasure. I do it. So you concentrate the energy in the sex center through memory, through thought. Have you ever seen how this sexual energy arises? Most of you might be aware how it is released, you might have felt its pressure there, tension there, but you have not felt how it is brought about. When you look at something, a beautiful face, beautiful face is never a problem, it has never been a problem for anyone. For the child, for a baby, for two years, three years old boy, baby, girl, a beautiful face has never been a problem. But once you are 15, 16, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, then a beautiful face becomes a problem. So obviously there is nothing wrong with the face, there is nothing inherent in the face itself which gives out sexual vibrations. It's not in the face. It's how you look at the face. And how the other eyes look at you. So there's a way of looking. And if you have seen the mechanism operating, Because in one case, you can look and nothing happens. And you turn your angle a little bit. You turn the angle of vision a little bit and you find the whole kaleidoscopic picture changing. You start falling in love immediately. Where there was no love before. Things were very ordinary. And suddenly you find something is happening. and you think, something is happening, something beautiful is happening. And nothing beautiful is happening. It's a biochemical response coming from memory, past experience. Because this beautiful thing doesn't happen with a child of two or three or four. Because those memories are not there, which could be triggered off and create this biochemical response. can create it, do create it, but don't call it something is happening. Please understand that you're creating it. And if you know you're consciously creating it, you might be free of it. But if you think it's a happening, it's something spontaneous, and whatever is spontaneous and is happening must be beautiful, it must be spiritual, must be otherworldly, then You look at the thing in a different way So it is all a matter of looking, how you look And from where you look and at whom you look Just a matter of looking And mind you, if you look Completely and totally At the world At an object At a person, at a thing If you look completely you see completely, then when you look at a woman or a man, as the case may be, when you look totally, then you are looking at a human being. But when you look, not totally, not from all the centers of your being, but from the sexual center, please see how you look, from which, which center you are looking. <laughs> When you look from the sexual centre, then you see a picture upside-down. You see a different picture, a distorted picture. Then you are not seeing a human being, you are seeing an object of sexual gratification. But you won't call it object of sexual gratification because mind has become so clever, it's not into prostitution, it's not into usage. The mind has become very sophisticated, it has become very respectable, cultured, and therefore it calls it love. And it's, if it is really love, it could be love. I am not saying it is not love. It, if it is love, it must survive. It must be timeless. But if this love comes to an end after three days, on four fourth day you need a divorce, then you know it was not love. So if you have gone through this love so many times, and ending with bitterness and quarrel every time, every third or fourth day, by now you should realize that it has never been love. And it will never be love unless you change your way of looking at things. If it is love, it is timeless energy, will change you, will make you immortal. Love will not come to an end in this lifetime, even beyond the ending of this body, beyond this death perhaps, that love survives. Time and distance make no difference to that love. But your sexual feeling The vibration of the sexual feeling does not extend beyond the room. You can't feel in the other room. The frequency and amplitude of these sexual waves is very limited. It dies out very quickly and is replaced by violence, disgust, quarrel, why because basically it's it's an energy of usage you're using someone for relief of tension when you use a pill for relief of tension you use a tranquilizer and when you swallow the pill with little water, the pill no longer bothers you. Pill is finished. And you don't have to deal with the pill again. But when you make other human being as a pill, after the tranquilizing effect is over, now the pill claims relationship. And then it's the threat to your freedom. You want to use the pill, but you want to be free also. That's the tragedy with human beings. They want two things at the same time. They want their pleasure, they want their freedom. And more important the pill is, more effective the pill is, greater is the dependence and greater is the feeling of loss of freedom. So your violence to another human being in a sexual relationship is directly proportional to the pleasure you have been deriving. It's directly proportional to your closeness. And that's the tragedy. Someone from one corner of your heart whom you are attracted to so powerfully, so strongly, and from the other corner of your heart, you hate that person so much. If the relationship was a very tame affair, there was no orgasm or any such history there, you can dismiss it, forget it. There's not much violence in it. Usage, discarding. But if it happens to be a really meaningful relationship to you sexually, a significant then your violence in that relationship will also be proportionally much higher, much greater. Almost action and reaction being equal, it will be almost equal. And then you come and ask the question, how to deal with the sexual energy? You can't deal with the sexual energy if there is no love in your heart. When there is love in your heart, and you don't use other human beings for self-gratification. You don't use other human beings for usage. So when you look at another human being, you look at another human being from the centre of your being, from the wholeness of your being. Then you look at another person, you look to the being then there is a relationship between being and being. In that relationship, sexuality may be there. But it's not usage, it's not relief of tension. Sexuality has undergone a change. And only people who have love in their heart can understand it. Those who don't have it, they cannot understand what's being talked about. It'll be just an idea. And there is no technique for transforming it. I read once a book in which the author had suggested how this sex could be transformed into super consciousness by a certain technique. But my feeling is, super consciousness may transform sex, but sex cannot be transformed into super consciousness by any technique. It's just a failure. It's just That question was asked, if we can stop chasing our illusions. This is one of the illusions which we chase, that through a technique we will transform sex into God. Whether it's tantric sex or non-tantric sex or spiritual sex or non-spiritual sex, doesn't matter what type of sex it is. If it is part of the technique, it will bring about some modification. It may give you added pleasure. It may broaden the field of your experiencing the pleasure. But sex won't be transformed into super-consciousness. It will be only transformed into an illusion which you can chase and keep on chasing and believe that you have transformed it. So there is no technique. But when you start looking as a whole person, as a whole human being, at another human being who is also whole, who is not a sexual part. Most of the time you are looking at another person just like a sexual object, not as a human being, sexual object. All the beauty in everything to you only means sexual object. When that distorted vision is there, you can't deal with sexual energy. Somehow, when we are talking of this kundalini, some, some people have been trying to do it. They advise you, when you are trying to awaken your kundalini, you must abstain from sexual act. You should not let the sexual energy leak when you are raising your kundalini. And so... I know some people when these gurus initiate you or give you this shakti path and ask you to now stop the sex and raise your kulani and do some mantra or chanting and then you suppress the sex and you start doing the whole process to become a siddha one day or a spiritual man one day and torture yourself. And that self-torture is possible because there is hope to become something one day. When you hope to become something one day, and for that reason you are paying the price of this denial, suppression, you are still living in time. And the world of time creates illusion. So suppressing sex to become spiritual, you will never become spiritual. But if you are spiritual, you will be able to deal with sexual energy. If you have touched the spirit, and the spirit has touched the heart, then the balance which comes in life knows how to handle the sexual energy. But there's no other way, it's only one-way traffic. It's not a two-way traffic. And now the question arises, once this energy has touched you, has touched all your centers, the center of your being, Why doesn't it stay? Why does it disappear? Why does it evaporate? And then you say, look, it touched me, I felt it, but it's gone. Can you tell me some way to stabilize it, to fix it? Some technique, some method, something, because without technique or method, it just comes and goes. So mind believes that the energy comes and it goes. You believe it. Because in your mind, you are always functioning in time and space. And therefore this energy must be coming from somewhere and must be going from somewhere or going to somewhere. And therefore you want to bring it closer and put it in your pocket so that you could use it at all times. So the question is not so much of contacting this energy or bringing it down into your psyche or being The only question is to see which particular thought process creates this division and distance and barrier. Each time the energy comes, be watchful, look and see which thought, in which manner, in what way dissipates the energy. So when the dissipation comes to an end, the leakage comes to an end, The energy is there, eternally there, always there. When we say moment to moment, moment to moment means ever, forever it is there. It had never gone anywhere. It is there. It was there and will be there. For you it did not exist because you were not looking. And it will disappear for you because you will not look. You will look elsewhere. When you look elsewhere, the looking elsewhere dissipates the energy. So the energy is only a matter of looking. If you know how to look, if you know how to listen, God is always there. His energy is always there. Call it by any name, love is always there. Truth is always there. Have all the questions been answered or some question remains unanswered? You have been relating yourself to this universe around you, to everyone around you, through thought. I am here and you are there. And through thought I have been trying to pull you close to me. And with this thought, howsoever hard I may try to pull you close to me, with the same force you are pulling yourself away from me. (laughs) Action and reaction is equal, the two poles are equal in thought. So when I pull you towards me, you pull you, me towards you, and you are pulling me in another direction, in which, which is opposite to my direction of pull. So through thought we can never come close together, however hard we may pull mutually. Even you love me and I love you intensely, and we pull towards each other, the direction of pull is always in the opposite direction. (laughs) And therefore, whenever you relate to another human being, you are always lonely. Through the mind, through thought, you can never relate to anyone in the world, you will only relate to your loneliness, you are always lonely. You will always remain lonely. When thought comes to an end, For the first time when thought comes to an end, you become aware of loneliness. Loneliness was there all along. But when there was some other object in the field of operation, and you were pulling and pushing, you thought you were related to someone. And that pull and push you called relationship. Now that has (coughs) fallen away. That has come to an end. Somebody has deserted you, somebody has left you. You have been divorced. You have been betrayed, let down. And then you discover you are lonely, alone. Doctor, is it correct to assume that when the thought process ends, that this energy works in all the centers with the same intensity and so that it can be integrated harmoniously with the entire organism? I'll come to it just in a minute. So when thought has come to an end for a moment, you become aware of your loneliness, which you have never been aware of. it. Because each time you feel lonely, you switch on the radio, or the television, or reach for the fridge, or eat some snack, or read some newspaper, Go and watch the movies. Go and find some sexual partner. Go on a picnic, do something. You've been doing always. you never looked at your, the effect of your life that through thought you've been only creating loneliness. And when thought comes to an end, then you become aware of it. When things have fallen away in your universe of thought, you become aware of loneliness. This is the emptiness or the space in which you meet the sublime, the true. So it's not, you may call it loneliness, you may call it frustration, you may call it anything, but this is the only space in which the true can be, in which love can be, in which love can manifest. This love needs some space, real space, where thought doesn't function clear now the question is when thought has come to an end and I'm looking in the beauty of now my looking is wherever I look there is this energy my vision is this energy (laughs) my attention is this energy so wherever I look I look it is there is the energy I look there, there is the energy, I look there, there is the energy, and I look inside, inside this whole energy. So wherever you look, wherever you pay attention, the energy starts gathering together, concentrating itself. By itself, you don't have to force, just look. and then energy integrates the centers, energy integrates the personality, not your will, not your trying to build, bring the energy into the heart center and the navel center or sex center. You don't have to do any of those things. Occasionally, when you have some specific function, then you may look in a particular center to concentrate this energy. For functional purposes, that you may be able to do, but for integration, all that you have to do is just sit down and look and feel within, and you find the whole of your being is vibrating with this energy. There is nothing else, there is no body. You have been always aware of the body, now you are aware of yourself as the energy. (laughs) And when it's the energy only energy, nothing else, there's no sex center and no heart center. The centers were for the Kunini, the centers were for the energy of thought. If a functional need arises, the centers will be still there. But when you're functioning as a total human being, there are no centers. All the centers are operating together. And this is another thing, you know. Um, I mentioned, uh, Gurjiev tried his level best to bring about this integration by advocating his disciples to look from all the centers together and watch one center with the other centers. Certain techniques were evolved. I wonder if it ever succeeded. Or it will succeed. Any technique you may do. It seems to succeed for a while. But fragmentation comes sooner or later. Because each time you are looking at one centre with another centre, or at one centre with two centres, or with... This very manipulation brings about a certain effort, a certain struggle. That effort, that struggle is wastage of energy division. And the sum total of the parts is never equal to the whole. It's never the whole. So even if you start looking from three centers, all the seven centers, if you are aware that I am looking for all my seven centers, that's something. It will be an effort, you will have to maintain it, and then at the end you will build only a me. There may be a functional me in this, I am not saying that, there may be a functional me. But you are not building anything through effort or struggle. Just sitting together and letting the energy gather, concentrate by itself, it concentrates anywhere, wherever there is space. So all that you have to do is to create space by ending thought by thought seeing its limitation. (laughs) That humility which comes by realizing the limitation of thought, realizing the limitation of the me, is the gathering of this energy.
0: This has been another episode of Dr. Bruce. Find many more talks by Dr. Kaushik linked off our site at drbruce.org slash podcasts. Music by Mystical Sun titled Place of Refuge from his new album 26,000.